ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome everyone to Talking Smack! Hello everybody again, what a exciting night we had here on Smackdown, and I'm your host, The Boss King, once again, and uh, at this time, please give a warm welcome, for the one and only, here, Billy Elroy! Thank you for that proper introduction, boss, what a night we have seen here tonight on Smackdown! It was a great show, boss. Yes, he was. I have to agree. Another great night of action. And we're going to talk to you all about it here tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here on SmackDown, uh, we've seen the Usos uh, come out here tonight and uh, really amped up for Fastlane, to say the least, as uh, they are pretty much made fun of The Miz and Shane McMahon being together as a tag team saying that they're so in love with each other, it absolutely makes them sick. And uh, they were fed up with that. And then uh, we've seen Shane McMahon, uh, The Miz, come out. And we end up having a match here. Uh, the Miz defeated Jay Uso in five minutes and five seconds. Uh, pretty quick match. But uh, what did you think of this contest here? Well, of course, boss, uh, we had uh, Shane McMahon doing what he did on the outside, able to take care of uh, the situation there that was that absolutely a bustable element right there and able to save the match right there for the Miz. Otherwise, this would have been the Usos uh, winning this damn match right here. Well, definitely the Usos were uh, using maybe a little twin magic maybe there, or uh, where or should, should I say uh, Jimmy and Jay uh, able to... Uh, prop up a little leverage there to try to get the, vi the victory. It did not work in their favor. Uh, the Miz picks up the victory here. Also, uh, here tonight, uh, we've seen R-Truth uh, do a U.S. Uh, Open Challenge and uh, well, let's just go ahead and say right now that R-Truth had no idea, no idea whatsoever that he would be in a fatal four-way for the United States Championship. Uh, first of all, uh, we all think it's Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans comes out here tonight, struts her stuff, and then she struts her stuff to the back. And then R-Truth says, oh, she don't want none of this, and laughs it off. And then uh, next thing we hear is Samoa Joe's music. Everybody starts chanting, Joe, 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 Joe. And then a, a Grotti comes out. Ray Mysterio comes out. Uh... This match turns into a fatal four-way. And in the end, we see Samoa Joe defeating Agrani, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio in a fatal four-way match. 17 minutes, 14 seconds to win the WWE uh, United States uh, Championship. Hillbilly Airway, what do you think of this match here? It was actually one of the best matches, if not the best match of the night. I think it truly was the best match of the night here, boss. Uh, it was really very entertaining. We had a lot of high-flying that the superstars were going in and out of the damn ring. It was absolute chaos, boss. And what else did you expect in a fatal four-way, though? And, of course, uh, we also had Carmella get involved in this match, taking out Selene Vega. Selene Vega, you know, her Karana to R-Truth, putting R-Truth down on the outside of the concrete slab. Carmella then comes in and takes care of Selene Vega, but at this point, it was a little too late for our truth in his title reign, retaining. As Samoa Joe absolutely 
found a way to get the upper hand in this match here. Ray Mysterio had several opportunities of becoming champion, including in Grade had some opportunities here as well. Uh, still one of the, one of the best uh, uh, matches we've seen here. And now that Samoa Joe is the new United States uh, champion here, he'll airway, who is going to be able to stop him? That is a very good question right there, boss. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop Samoa Joe. He's going to be champion as long as he wants to be champion. And, uh, you know, maybe Jeff Hardy, maybe Randy Orton, if they decide to put him in a match with uh, Randy Orton, I mean, that, that, that might be the guy to be able to stop him, but I don't know. I think Samoa Joe's going to be champion as long as he wants to be champion, boss. All right. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've seen uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. They teamed up to take on Cesaro and Sheamus, and they defeated Cesaro and Sheamus in five minutes and 39 seconds. Uh, what did you think of this match, Hillary uh, Ork? It was a, a really you know, quick match, yeah, but it was a really good match, and it was great to see Aleister Black and Ricochet back together again. And I don't think that the bar are liking the fact that Aleister Black and Ricochet are, you know, coming on their show. You know, they feel like their show's getting invaded by NXT superstars. And at their opportunity that they've been getting, and maybe the push that they previously had going, just went out the damn window, the fact that we have Aleister Black and Ricochet here. So I can understand, you know, how they feel about Yeah, I, I absolutely agree there. And uh, they have just announced, ladies and gentlemen, at Fastlane, uh, we are going to see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Aleister Black, uh, Ricochet are going to team up to take on, uh, looks like the, the Revival, I've heard, and uh, also uh, going to be taking on uh, the Raw Tag Team uh, Champions, excuse me, the Glorious Gable. It's going to be Aleister Black, Ricochet, and the Glorious Gable, and uh, the current uh, Tag Team Champions uh, going at at Fastlane, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're hearing is going to be happening in a triple threat. What is that match going to be like? That is going to be a fun match. You're going to see a lot of high flying balls. It's going to be a, a really fun contest to watch right there. I have to agree. Uh, also, we've heard, ladies and gentlemen, that Mandy Rhodes uh, defeated Naomi in uh, 46 seconds, a very quick match here. Uh, not even last a minute here. Well, I tell you what, it had a lot to do with Sonny Deville sticking her nose in this damn match here, but before the match could even get started for Naomi, uh, that's just that uh, absolutely pisses me off, boss. He really does. I think uh, the WWE Universe would have probably agree with you, Hillary, or I think they uh, got to feel bad for uh, Naomi. She had a tough break in this one. All right, also, ladies and gentlemen, in our main event, uh, we've seen Kevin Owens defeat uh, Eric Rowland. By disqualification in one minute and 40 seconds as Daniel Bryan got involved in this contest. But guess who made his return? Masafa Lee made his return here tonight on SmackDown uh, and absolutely uh, took out uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowland. Uh, what did you think of this right here? Uh, Masafa Lee's return here. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I mean, as welcome back Masafa Lee. It's great to see him back, but I don't think anybody saw that coming. Mustafa Lee coming out to help Kevin Owens. I don't think he was out there to come back there to, to help Kevin Owens. He was coming out there to get his payback and revenge on Eric Rowland and Daniel Bryan, boss. And he just did that here tonight. Yeah, he did, and it was great. It was awesome to see Mustafa Lee back. Mustafa Lee was on fire here tonight. And uh, 
I tell you what, I'm, I'm looking forward to Fastlane now. I'm actually looking forward to Fastlane because what happened after we got done with this, uh, we had Charter Flair come out, and she calls out Becky Lynch tonight, the man. She wants to have a, she said, a quote-unquote friendly conversation with her. We all know that that's a, a lie. As uh, Becky Lynch, the man, comes out after Charlotte Flair mocks her, and then Becky Lynch gets in the ring, and, uh, you know, Becky Lynch came out here and just told everybody that, you know, my arm is sore. I made up after last night Ronda Rousey, you know, literally almost broke Becky Lynch's arm last night with that arm uh, bar that she locked in. And then here tonight, um, you can definitely feel that, you know, Becky Lynch was really uh, banged up after last night. But Becky Lynch told Charlotte Flair that I am still here and I am ready to fight. And I will be ready to fight at Fastlane as well. So then uh, Charlotte Flair and uh, Becky start to fight in the ring. And then Becky Lynch able to lock in her arm bar on Charlotte Flair. And, uh, and we had to, have to get some help out here for the back to break it up. As Becky Lynch would not let go of her disarmor. She would not let go of it. And she, i tell you what. It looked like she was literally going to break Charlotte Flair's arm here tonight. She definitely looks like she apprehended, if nothing else. Hill Blair, what did you make of all this? Well, I tell you what. Becky Lynch, the man, is proven that anything that would whatever to throw at her her way, she's gonna keep coming back for more. You know, Ronda Rousey definitely definitely, you know, beat that living hell out of Becky Lynch on Monday Night Raw. But look what, what we're seeing on SmackDown. We saw Becky Lynch the man, might have been limping, but she was still there. And it goes to show you that Becky Lynch is truly the man, boss. She's truly the man. And uh She's living up to her damn name there, boss. And I'm truly looking forward to that damn match. Let's talk uh, real quickly at Fastlane. If Becky Lynch is able to beat Charlotte Flair, she's going to be added to that match at WrestleMania. It'll be Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey in a triple threat at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Do you see that happening? I definitely see that happening, boss. I think everybody will agree with me that Becky Lynch, the man, is going to win this Sunday. There ain't no if, ends, or buts about it. We might as well just go ahead and just give her the damn victory in that damn match. Give her the damn W now because I think everybody knows exactly what's going to be happening in that damn match. Then, of course, we got Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan going at it for the WWE Championship or the Planet Championship, quote-unquote. Him, uh, Leroy, what do you see happening there? Well, I definitely believe that Daniel Bryan is still going to be the uh, Planet Champion that he likes to refer to himself as. As far as I'm concerned, we can throw that Planet Championship in the damn, on the damn river, damn over the top of the bridge, or damn trash can, and burn it up, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, it's going to be a good match, no doubt about it. But it's not the match we wanted to see, boss. So I don't think that every universe is going to be that much interested in that contest, boss. I totally agree with that. I think the, the W universe is going to be mostly interested in Charlotte Flair and Becky in that Shield reunion match, one last time ever, that we're going to be getting at Fastlane. Uh, I still can't believe that they're advertising this the last time ever. I definitely cannot believe that either, boss, but I definitely believe that the Shield are going to win that damn match since it truly is, uh, you know, their last time ever, boss, is what they're saying, boss, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, Hill Leroy, it's time for us to uh, give our final thoughts here tonight, and how would you rate uh, SmackDown? 
Well, I tell you what, I have to give SmackDown a definitely a, a, a six here tonight, boss. I thought it could have been a lot better. But, I mean, the United States uh, Championship match was definitely truly truly the highlight of the damn night here, boss. But the match it definitely has uh, still room for improvement, but still was pretty good to show here, to say the least, boss. All right, I'm going to give the show a, uh, a six and a half here. I thought the show was uh, pretty good. It definitely could definitely step up a little more. But I definitely like the United States uh, Championship match we had here tonight. And uh, I have to definitely say that uh, SmackDown definitely has some areas that they definitely need to be working on. Okay, guys, coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, our guest here on Talking Smack is R-Truth. And it's coming up next for you guys. Are you ready? Here tonight on Talking Smack is none other than R Truth, and he's coming up next here. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, what an interesting interview this is going to be here by R Truth. Picking your band, that's that's. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I'll never be done with, with none of it, man. Right. I, I think each individual knows his or her time limit. Mm-hmm. And mine, man, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. I let God be in control of that right now, man. I want to be in any and everything. I want to keep my hands in the pot. Well, nobody, hot, hot. nobody ever really talks about the guys that have been there forever. They talk about, you know, they talk about Kane's been there forever and Big Show and Goldust and guys like that. But nobody really gives credence to the fact that you've been around forever, too. Like, nobody really remembers that, that you have been around, like, just as long as anybody. It's crazy, like, yes. you know, you and Road Dog yes. are doing the thing in, like, the early 2000s. That's quick. Kay yes. Quick and getting around. Attitude era. Yeah, that, you were in the Attitude Era. Yes, and, um... I like to call, uh, come up with the name. I came up with the name. Yeah. Um, myself, Mark Henry, Kane, Big Show, uh, the Dudley Boys, mm-hmm. one time when they was there. Yeah. And Gold Dust. Uh-huh. We would call ourselves Look, L O O K, Last of Our Kind. I like that. And do you really feel like that's, a, and by the way, it also says something, because, like, honestly, like, you, Mark, absolutely a big show. Go, like, you guys, and the Dudley's too, Bob yes. back. Like, you guys are in some of the best shape of your life right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like you're watching the old folks home. But it's like these guys, you guys are going at the rate that everybody else is going. And like, I just saw a picture of the big show. It looks like he's lost half his body weight. He looks amazing. It's, it's, I don't know where, where it got missed in translation at, but... Um, in the attitude era times, yeah. when you broke at this age, mm-hmm. in your forties, that's when you were ready to like really rock and roll. Really? Yes. Yes. So now I guess through mother and father time and the essence that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Right. It's just um, <laughs> we're considered the old guys. Yeah. But we can still go. And and, and I guess that is maybe it's maybe it's it's styles and how much styles have changed, right? Because like, like, you know, and they got into it uh, when The Miz and Daniel Bryan had their thing. But you look at a guy like Daniel Bryan, it'd be unheard of for him at, like, 35 or whatever to have to walk away from wrestling. But part of that is probably because all of you guys were wrestling a WWE style that's kind of designed for a little more long-term. Yes. As opposed to the guys who, when they're young, wrestling like there's no tomorrow because they're young and they can and don't realize that it's all catching up and they're 30, they're 35, and they're falling apart. And you guys are all like, what do you mean you can't go, Junior? You know, they're taking years of their career. Yeah. That's one of the things Booker T always said, like certain things you would do in the ring. Uh, he would always say, taking years off your career. And, and you have to like really like take that into into context. Because when you're young, you don't want to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this old man, he's just, he's just trying to slow yeah. down because yeah. he thinks yeah. I'm going to outshine. I can do, yeah. I can do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But no, it's, it's not, man. It's... Um, it catches up. Yeah. Now, did you figure that out because you're also like a dancer, you're like an in-shape dude. Did you kind of know that? Because obviously I would think that like dancing would kind of, hip-hop dance would be the same thing. Like if you don't do it right, then by the time you get to a certain age, you can't move anymore. Oh, of course. Right? Yes. You couldn't be no writer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Like, you can't uh, be an agent. Like. Yes, yeah. Man. It's like, uh, <laughs> if you don't practice, it's almost like riding a bicycle. It took you a while to get used to it if you're not doing right. muscle and everything you do in your life have memory. Mm-hmm. And if you don't exercise and do it enough, it's going to deteriorate. But and it's, and it's, 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 it sucks because, like, your mind, I think that's why, like, in your 40s, you become, you really start to get going because that's when mentally... 
you've got the wrestling game figured out. You've put your time in. You've seen every scenario possible. It's just a matter of maintaining your body long enough so that your body and your mind can match. And you know, and, and it's not just that part of it. It's the business side of it, too. Right. It, it's the character side of it. It's, it goes so much beyond being inside that squared circle and being able to be a mechanic in there. Right. It's being able to be, be a mechanic outside and inside behind just closed doors everywhere. Right, right. Figuring out the politics, figuring oh, yes. out yeah, everything. All of everything. That. Just navigating. Everything from the ruler to the tutor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When did you feel like that you had mastered that? Because you did like, because you did, you, you were in WWE for a while, you left, you were in TNA for a while, you left, you popped back. And I think people were surprised at first when you popped back into WWE because they figured after the TNA run, like, yes. okay, he had his WWE run, he had his TNA run, he's done. Yeah, he's exactly. done. And then, like, the run that you've been having over the last few years, people don't remember the TNA run or the first WWE right. run. Which is probably pretty rewarding that now is the time that people are just like, yeah, we're watching him now. He's just always been here. Our truth is just always our truth is our truth. Like, I've always been here. Right. Like, that like stuff found me just stayed in the corner. Just, he's always been there. Fluffy's always been there, you know? <laughs> no, man, I, I've been around for a while. I've right. Been, Learn and soak the game up as much as I could. I, I've been around some really important people, some very educated people that that knew this game, man, ins and outs, and taught and let it bleed down on me. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I was taken up under a lot of people's wing, and I was able to learn the business. You know, you're talking about like navigating everything, and part of that is also like your character, like you just of said. Of course, yes. So, does a younger our truth because you have embraced some of the weirdest stuff that's ever been thrown at anybody and the fact that you've embraced it is why it works like when you're going and you're doing ridiculous like you think you're in a ladder match and they're like you're not in this match and you just go my bad or you show up to the rumble and you climb the thing and like because you're committed to it it works every time but would a younger does a younger R-Truth be like no I'm not doing that I'm not doing something stupid like that or did you know from a young age just take what I'm given and make it work Ever since I was a willing vessel to be taught and learn in this business, uh, I never, I was never afraid to uh, make a fool out of myself. Never, never, <laughs> never. I, I've done that since in school. But I used to come, to, I used to come to school dressed like James Brown and Bronco Billy, <laughs> just, just for no reason at all. You know what I'm saying? Nobody asked you. To. Nobody even asked me to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the principal would get so mad that he would give me. After lunch, I could go in the auditorium and entertain the people. And I was just going in and tell jokes. So Because he's like, I can't punish this out of him. No, because he was laughing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, man, with, with wrestling, it's the same way, man. Um, a younger me um, would have had a little bit of that attitude, maybe, mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to do that character. But me coming back, I think I, I grew up, I graduated. When K Quick left, yeah. And came back. It's almost like I went to college and graduated. I became like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew who the, who our truth character was. Right. I can be your best friend. I can be your worst enemy. I can be happy. Yeah. I can be sad. I can be. I can take you down that emotional roller coaster because I have all those characters in one. How did you feel when you found out? Because to me, I loved, and it had people who have definitely mixed opinions on it. There are people like me who loved it, and there are people who hated it. But when they decided our truth is going to be like our number one bad guy, like we're sending him to the main event, it's like there's something about you. You didn't like it. I loved it. I loved it. When you, came, you know what I loved? 
It was a simple thing. When you started smoking the cigarettes on TV, I was like, that's it. And, and my wife was next to me, and she goes, he shouldn't be doing that on TV. Kids watch this. And I said, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. He shouldn't be doing that. He's actually a bad guy. He's smoking a cigarette on TV. You can't do that in the 2000s. Yes. And, and I think people saw me as a regular person. Right. Because right after I did that, I, John Morris was like, oh, man, you're an athlete. People look up to you. Kids look up to you. You smoking a cigarette? I'm like, man, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't do it in front of y'all. I, I, um, I'm, I'm normal. I make mistakes. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it just people related to that. Yeah. Related to that character, man. And then I got mad because I got exposed for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it just it blossomed. Did, what was the what was the reaction like? From did they like you? Like the Vince McMahon's of the world? Did they like you as as, as the villain? Oh man, that's that's a hard question. Vince, he don't mind me as a villain. He, he he gave me that because it just went. It came out of nowhere. Right. Vince will always see our truth as a baby face. He just loves. He, he loves me as a baby face. <laughs> I mean, he, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a baby face. I like right. smiling. I like making people smile, laugh. I like flattering people. I just like bringing out emotions to people. Vince knows that, and he. Like, you can never be a bad guy. You're just too much of a baby face. Right. We tried it once. And you had your main event with Cena. Yes. Not a lot yes. of people get that far. You, you know what I mean? You, the, that. you don't get that moment. The Cena and Rock. Yeah. 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 That was like, I felt that was the pinnacle, man. That was, uh, to be in the ring with Cena and Rock. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I remember me and Miz looking at each other and was like, yeah, we, we, we did it. We're here. Right. Regardless of the outcome, we were there. Yeah. How many people can say that they was there? And the Miz is probably feeling the same thing, because oh. I feel like the Miz is a guy who's, like, such a good bad guy. Yes. And just people just <laughs> don't respect a thing that he does. And it's like, and, and you know what I'm saying? He's another one. He, years and years, and he just keeps doing it and doing it. And everybody's yes. like, ah, the Miz, who cares? Yes. And you're like, he's still... Oh doing it. I mean, just for surviving, he's got to get some kind of credit, right? Something, man. Yeah. He's just that, that normal guy. That he's, he's automatically got heat. He does, right? And it's like, and, and, and like he gets his WrestleMania main event, and that's the one WrestleMania main event that everybody's like, yeah, but that one doesn't count. And he gets the tag match that you guys had with Cena and The Rock at the Garden of all places. Of all places. And they're like, yeah, but that one doesn't count. That's The Rock show. That's The Miz, you know? Right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. So who's been who's been your favorite guy to work with then, man? You've worked, and, and I love that, like, not only have you worked with so many different people, but it's been different versions of you, right? Like, the K-Quick road dog thing, that was one thing. That was one version of you. When you were with The Miz, that was another version. Now you're with Goldust. Like, and it's different R-Truth, K-Quick characters. But what what combination has been your favorite? Or do you not even like the tag thing that much? Oh, man. It's hard to pick. Because each one of those uh, combinations was like at different points in my life. Not only was I with different characters, I was a different character with, with each one of those people. Right. Um, me, I, I, I turned on Morrison. Uh, me and Dog, we never turned on each other. We was like just, we was riding the saddle. We was riding, <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Miz, we was straight, you know what I'm saying, going to get it. It's just, me and Goldust, you know, happy go lucky, jokey guy. I mean, each one of those guys have a whole different put like this to make that cake they all had a whole different type of recipe to it right 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 and you wouldn't have been like you now wouldn't have been able to make that work then just like 
you then couldn't have made this work yes, now. Exactly. Right, right, right. Now, what about that? Well, yeah, the, the, the tag team with Dolph. When you find out that you're going on TV in hot, in hot pants, you've been wearing baggy jeans. You've been wrestling in baggy jeans for, what, 15 years. Like, you've had... Six, 17 years. 17 man. years you had your baggy jeans yes. looking cool. And then you find out, when do you find, do you find out that night, okay, you're wearing some of Dolph's trunks when you go out tonight? Yes. And you're going to do this? They, they kind of like tried to like persuade me into it, man. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I just walked in, and they're like, uh, hey, um, you and Dolph doing the uh, you know twin thing again. I was like, oh, cool. They were wondering, um, you work your legs a lot, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we, we working my legs got to do with this. I'm like, no, just ask, just ask me you work your legs. They just suggested and thought maybe you probably would try one pair of do I said, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I said, I'm not putting them on. And then when I walked in. And they're pink, by the way. They're, they're pink, pink and shiny. <laughs> Hot pink and shiny. They're latexy. Oh, my goodness. I walked in and saw Dolph Man, and he was like, brother. Said, right, give me a pair of tights. Give me a pair of tights. Yes. And it was shocked to see because I have very. I hey, you had some legs on you. Yeah. Look at those things. That's yeah. incredible. Yes, I do have. I just don't. You don't show them off, though. That's a secret weapon. I just I like to go to the ring, me. Right, right. And you're not wearing hot pants in your regular life, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no magic I'm mic. Not a little in, in hot pants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I like to go me uh, representing me. I feel like uh, me in the jeans. Pretty much ninety percent of people are going to be in jeans too. Right, right. So that's one of the relatable facts that I got with them instantly. Right, until that one day. Until that one day, I know what he looks like under yeah, the jeans. Yeah. This isn't what we were expecting. Um, <laughs> and and then did you have to learn the Dolph Ziggler dances too, or did you? Yes, know? I had to go back and watch. You did. Did you study I, the tape? I, oh, I was having fun studying the tape. <laughs> yeah. I was having fun studying it, man. I was. I was kind of like disappointed when they stopped that because I was having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. You never tried male stripping in your life. <laughs> you never read a male stripper period before? I'm going to say this because like stuff kind of has a way of coming back on people and stuff like that. Right. right? So like, um, way, way back, back. We're talking way, way back, back. Way back. When I like when when listening to people and, and like. I wasn't even paying people no tennis stuff like still trying to grind I did a little bit of it a little bit I, I thought there little might little be bit. something in there <laughs> I, I, I had an inkling I was like listen yeah Truth knows how to dance and he works out his whole body and he's always been about making money so as a young man maybe you don't have the opportunities to be on WWE oh, TV but we want to entertain I sucked at it you did? you weren't a good oh, stripper? Man. no man no <laughs> I sucked at it bad, man. Why did you suck at it? Cause did you feel silly or? No, I, I did feel silly after a while. When you start feeling silly, yeah, you gonna start doing silly things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was just, I wasn't feeling it, man. It's like these I'm watching these guys do their thing and they're like you know they're like, dunk dunk <laughs> and they're like really dancing stuff. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm like they're doing hip hop dancing. Right. And that's not. No, you're like putting, totally putting cardboard out on the dance floor. <laughs> like B-Boy. No, like, what are you doing? I actually did a 360 flip on the stage in my boots, man. Yeah, I didn't want to wear the boots. I went in tennis shoes. So I, was, I was just doing it all wrong. Yeah, they're like, look, just go out there and rub on these ladies. That's all they're looking for, man. I did it all wrong, man. So I, that, that wasn't for me. No, it wasn't. No. But you had to learn, though, because otherwise you always question that. Yes. You don't always question. question. Yes, yes. Could question. I do that? Could yes, I do that? you're right. Now, now dear, did, did your, did your family all know that that was in your pageant? You got a wife, you got children, you yeah, got... Yeah, do my wife, I think my wife knows. 
<laughs> I think she's more embarrassed of it, like because like, she she knows me well, and she knew I would probably be going there doing hip hop dancing. And <laughs> she's, she's like, like, "What are you doing? doing? Like, yeah, it's not dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing routines. Like, no, you don't do that. You do a male dance. You don't do that. <laughs> no, that's not. Everybody's looking at me, so they thought it was entertaining. <laughs> did you ever? Uh, did you work with any big hip hop acts growing uh, up? Yes, man. Um, I was actually a show opener for a lot of guys. Who you? Who'd you open for? Chubb Rock, Tracy Spencer, um, Kwame, um, oh my goodness, people used to come to Charlotte. Uh, anywhere that people used to come to uh, around North Carolina area, right. I would open up for them. And when did they just find out about you, there's this kid in Charlotte? Well, actually, was working with, uh, I was working with uh, production companies and talent agencies there. And they would put, on, about put shows, shows together. together. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, how did you end up leaving that for wrestling? Because that seems like one of those things, especially when you're doing shows... You know, you go, I think I can make this work, but then you end up wrestling. Wrestling wasn't on my mind then. I was, um, did you grow up watching wrestling? I did grow up watching wrestling. But it wasn't something where you were like, that's what I'm going to do. Not at all. Right. Not at all. Um, okay, let's take you on this road right quick. Yeah. Um, while I'm pursuing music, that was my main goal, music. Getting out in the entertainment business, I'm pursuing music. So I was hustling on the same, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was hustling and um, got jammed up. Went and some time. Met Jack Crockett. Um, now, when I went to jail, my sister brought some pictures down for me. Like, I done met Tupac Shakur, Easy e I've seen a Tupac photo. I've met so many people, man. Uh, like, way back in the days, EPMD, Sinbad, like, people like our age guys, way back yeah. then. I was around those guys. So, back then, I was a celebrity to the, the guys at home, you know? So right. I, my sister brought my pictures when I was locked up, just to, like, give me inspiration, you know, keep my head up. A lot of deputies saw the pictures. By the way, picture of Tupac to keep your head up. <laughs> I see what you did there. That is. Right? I, like, I like that. So uh, the deputies and CEOs saw those pictures, and man, they would like give me like they would treat me good. They didn't give. Uh, see, I thought you were gonna say they're gonna give you a hard time because like, oh, oh Mr. Hollywood's in oh, here. We're no, teaching him a lesson. Man, they like came it. up with a plan. Yes, they would let me work out, man. When everybody go to sleep. Wow. I stayed in shape. I was entertaining the prisoners, man, like dancing and doing a little thing, you know, a little funny guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't know who Jack Crockett was at the time. Right. I just knew WCW, NWA was in the South. Mm-hmm. So one of the guards was like, um, "Hey, man, if we help you get somebody to have a lot of money, get uh, invest in your music, we want to work for you and start working for the um, for the system." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> yeah, so right. they was, yeah, there was a big plan, man. So they were trying to find, look at everybody's rap. She trying to find somebody to invest in my music. Crockett went to them and asked who I was. Mm-hmm. And so the guy came to me and said, hey, Jack Crockett, man, uh, they brought wrestling to the South. He's interested in you. And you were in a big jail shape by then, right? I was like 2.30. Okay. 2.30. Uh, and it was like, yeah, I was a young me. I was, right. yeah. Right. Suntan Superman. Suntan Superman. So it was like, uh, met Jack Crockett, and I'm talking to him, dog, and it's like, uh, he's like, oh, you, man, you have a nice look. You're very athletic and you're talented. Um, I want to give you a job. Now, the young me... I don't think he talking about you gonna cut some damn grass or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or who some flower beds or something yeah. like that. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll give you, I'll give you a call when I get out. Get out of jail. By the way, what a different time that was, huh? That he's like, I meet this guy in jail. He's like, when I when you get out of jail, give me a call and we can and we can do some business. Actually, gave me his real phone number. It's crazy. What a different time. Real phone number. Yeah. Don't even do that now. No, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> I actually turned him down because I got out. Then I started robbing people there. I think I wouldn't rob, you know, nobody worked on it. They living, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I um, did that, got caught again. <laughs> so where were, you, where were you robbing people? Um, where the people was at. 
Gotcha. Um, got, but not people making honest. Like, you're saying other criminal, whatever. Criminal, yeah, because you can't right. call the police and say I took nothing. Right. Smart. So you oh, see yeah, somebody right. on the corner, it's like, now nah, that's yeah. mine. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. Okay, 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 okay. So, man, just went from that to like, um, all of a sudden, man, my, my whole role got slowed down completely. Went back. Um, I uh, went back for like six months at the time, man. I was at the point I had a kid now. I done had two kids. I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in my life. I yeah. got to do something. This music thing ain't like doing the right thing. And I guess the second time you go to jail, that's like when you realize. Like, that was the second time. That was the second time I did a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, you're like, this is becoming habitual. Yes. I can't make a habit out of this. That's what it was. When you realize this is oh, now like that, that thing that you hear about people, I'm that guy now. Man, you go to there's there were guys going and coming back before I got out, and I'm like, man, it's a cycle. It's yeah. like, uh, and I had to like self. I had some people in there. That they're all smart people that's in there. Right. Some of the smartest people in there, man, went to Jamaica and talked to me and told me I can hear some of my music. I talk about that. Old people was telling me, man, you can't do that on the street. I mean, like these people make this. They put it out there. You trying to hustle it and sell it? You're not going to win. I mean, I was getting taught that while I was in the system. You know what I'm saying? So right. when I came out. I was a willing vessel. I wanted to be helped. I wanted to do something. I didn't want to do what I was doing, what I was in control of, because I was messing it all up. Right. So I called Crockett and told him, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Came and picked me up again. Wow. Took me out to eat. He said, this won't cost you nothing but time and dedication. And uh, paid for me to get trained. He did? Yes, he did. Man, oh, paid man. Paid for me to get trained, man. Told me uh, God wanted him to get back to me. And I haven't seen Crockett since then. Really? No, I haven't. Wow, but you're like forever grateful though in your head. Oh, in my my soul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. And then the journey just begins, and you just stay with it. You stay with you ride it, man. If you're gonna ride or fall off of it. So is that does, does does politics in the wrestling business become a little easier to deal with when you know how rough things get in real life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you do some time in jail, when you have to deal with life on the streets, when you do this stuff, is it like? a little easier to swallow some of the politics in wrestling because you've seen harder times. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And I, I have, you know, there's two, there's a lot of people that's in politics that's been to jail for robbery too, just not, right. you know what I'm saying? So yes. We're all in the same boat here, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of like, being able to politic with politics. Right, right. You know I get that. Just work life. Figure it all out. You have to work it. Yeah. It doesn't come with a handbook. Right, right. That's about, it's about, I mean, and I'm sure this is what you picked up there, where you started to pick up there and continued as you went in the wrestling yes. business is just being aware of your surroundings, who to listen to, who not to listen to. Pick your battles. Right, picking your, and that's, that's, again, we go back to why it all kind of connects when you're like 40 years into life and you're like, got it. Mature, mature. You found your maturity. Oh man, it, it's. Uh, so you raise your, you must raise your kids with that knowledge now, though. Always. Yeah. My, my uh, like, because you know all the tricks. They, they act the same way I act. They do. They yeah, act the same way you act now. Yes. Not uh, the same well, way you acted. Actually, as a, as a kid, I, I remember certain things as a kid. What I can't remember. Uh, my daughters, <laughs> they're doing now. You know what I'm saying? My, my sons, they're doing now. But the maturity, the the, the grind, right. uh, Believe in yourself, the determination, the I done did an example of messing your life up, mm -hmm. so you don't have to do that to yours. Right, you know right. So, so you tell them all about that. Oh, I don't have nothing for my kids. Yeah, that's because, the smartest you know thing you can do. And I hate parents that do it. I'm not saying I hate parents that do but it's like, I think that we as parents should teach our kids because if we don't, TV and the streets will. You know yeah. what I mean? like, and by the way, that stuff you went through looks a lot more glamorous on TV <laughs> than it does in real life, right? Right. So it's better to hear it from you. 
And then they hear from like, oh no, I could be the king in there. That's kind of cool. But oh no, 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 no kings in there. Right. No, you're going to do your time. Man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this is even like, I mean, the R Truth story is an even better story based on the fact that after all that, now all the, the Vince McMahon, who's like the king of this world of entertainment. All he can see you as is a happy guy who likes to put smiles on people's faces. <laughs> like that's amazing, and it's and you know the most amazing part is it's like it's true. Yes, like that's who you are. Let me ask you about something. I've been wanting to ask you about this for months now, since because I observed it. I was at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. I was sitting up close. I think you were. I think you were wrestling Adam Rose. I think, and halfway through the match, your pants came undone. Your belt came out. I remember that because I was watching you and you were like oh no and you started holding your pants you I started, my pants and trying to play at the same time yeah. and then you realized it wasn't going to I think the match had to end early it was very obvious to me yeah. that you had to wrap this thing up because you were not going to keep your pants on oh man there was some new pants I've been working working like the glutes and stuff and, yeah. and I had to gain a little bit of weight down there uh-huh. and uh, man when I put them on and I'm asking the guy I'm like do these look too tight? Like, no, nah, they look good, dog. You just put them on. So as soon as I did my leg, Larry, man, twist out of it. Like, not only did the button pop, right. the zipper, like, popped off of it. So there's no way you're getting The yeah, zipper's no gone. The zipper's gone. So I, I'm fighting like this right here. Yeah. All the time, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And you were good. The only reason I saw, I was close up. So that's why I was able to see it, because you were really good at hiding it. I like, was trying to. Everything in your power. And I saw, like, you even, like, you did the, like, crouch over, hand up thing, like, whatever, selling the ribs or the my back or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> so nobody could yeah. tell that you're trying to hold your yes. pants up. And you oh, still, man, you still saw that. Just get, I saw it. Wow. I saw it. I was so. That's happened so many times, though. It has? Yes, it's happened. But you've lost your pants? Like, maybe you got to switch to the hot pants. Dog what? never loses his pants. Come, did they come down or no? That they didn't come down. No, no, they didn't come all the way down. Oh, you held them up. Goodness. One, you time held them up. They, one time they came almost down. <laughs> and I'm like running, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to like really put, cause I had shorts on under that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's happened occasionally, man. You lose your pants sometimes. I almost did that night. That night, almost, almost. Yeah, almost. that was that was a little different than the than the rock match. Yeah. The match with Adam Rose where you almost lost your pants. Yes, a little uh, different. That's two sides to the coin, though. I guess. Yeah, don't think more those nights. Yeah, yeah. One would hope. One would hope. So, oh, here's the other question I want to ask you. At what point? Because I was, like, taken aback by it a little bit. What made you start saying, whoop, there it is? Like, nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, when you I started going in the ring, so. like, like you go in the ring. I, I always like that, that you wrap yourself to the ring. Because I don't think anybody knows how difficult that is to do. And I see you got no the clue. you got the in ear thing. Yes. So you're staying on beat the whole time. You're always doing it live. Not to, like you got You don't have a backing vocal track, which is crazy to me because I listen for that stuff because, you know, Thank you, yeah, man, for uh, there's, that out. there's no backing vocal to it. You're actually rapping live. You're paying attention to fans. You're giving up, which is yes. like instantly. And like you're, you got to get in the ring without falling over. You got to climb up the stairs. Yes. You got to take awareness of, of the fact that you're in this building full of people. So I've always liked that you've done that because that seems impossible. Man, it's uh, I love doing it. it for, for that moment, I think that's my, my shine. Right. They don't have to give me nothing else in the ring because every single time I come down and do that entrance, man, when I'm finished, I get applauded. Yeah, yeah. You always get applauded. And, like, you did, you changed it up now for the Goldust thing. Yeah. But you did What's Up 
for years. And, like, at no point did you get booed coming out. Every time you come out. Yes. What's up? Yes. Now, uh, but what, I, I was sitting there one time, and, and you go, like, what's up? What's that? And everybody goes, what's up? And then you go, whoop, there it is. And I was like, did you do that just now? And then you start doing it at every show. And look, people loved it. And they, they wait for it now. But I was like, wait, this is like like what Men on a Mission used to do in like 93. Did they do that? I think so. But that was when, that was when Whoop, There It Is was like the biggest song ever. Oh, I don't think they was ever hot as I am, though. I don't think so. No, no, no. And I don't think my kid would even remember who they are. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now it's what's up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. um, Whoop, There It Is is just something that... um, You just did it one night? I just did it one night and kept doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I think... uh, uh, Daniel Bryan kept messing with me about it. Him and Cena kept still trying to get me to come and say all kind of oh you should do all kind of old slogans like yeah you don't know me I'm not, man, I'm not doing <laughs> that yeah man like they're trying to get me to do some of the things I just stuck with whoop their ears overseas yeah huge really they would like shout whoop their ears during the match <laughs> whoop that and that whoop everywhere you know what I'm saying they love it man they love it and by the way. The group that's saying that was called Tag Team. It's back again. Right. Yes. But who's ever... Tag Team's doing nothing. And our truth... I'm keeping them alive. Right. Yes, you are. I'm keeping yes, you team are. alive. One day, just Shout some, tag team. somewhere Tag Team is watching but wrestling going like, <laughs> they still love it. They still love it. Hey, they pop every time. <laughs> so that's... So, so Daniel Bryan and John Cena were trying to get you to do other slogans. Oh man, yes, man. That, that was uh, that was one of the craziest nights. They had so many different slogans, and um, I know you down with OPP was one. Um, and Daniel Bryan was the crazy ones, man. He was trying to make up ones for me to come out with. Just man, like, I'll tell you that, the best thing about like talking smack, and I saw it on the table for three that Daniel Bryan did on the network uh-huh. was that I don't think anybody's realized what a ballbuster that guy is. Yeah, <laughs> until like. We saw him picking on Ryback on the table for three, and then on the on the talking smack, like it's it's all he does is busting balls, yes, and he does. That, that's uh, that's him at work all the time, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, he's always busting my balls, everywhere. <laughs> always. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, you love? Do you like the the position you're in now with Goldust? It seems like you and Goldust are having a a good time. Doing what you're doing. I'm having fun doing it, man. I want us to start uh, going for some titles now. Doing the tag yeah. team title thing? I'll do the title thing, man. Uh, get a good run in there. Um, make the young guys step up a little bit. Is there a thing, like, even, even like, a, like a generational thing? Because, like, we watched the Stone Cold podcast. I don't know if you saw it, that Dean Ambrose did. And Austin was telling him, like, you need to step it up. Like, when that's what you hear from the older generation guys is the younger guys need to step it up. The younger guys need a little bit of fire. The younger guys need this. Like, when you're in that locker room, because you're a guy who, I mean, you shared a locker room with The Rock before he was, like, when he was on the come up. Yes. Like, you, you, these guys, you shared a locker room with Stone Cold when he was on the come up. Yes. Like, these guys who had that fire and turned it into something. Like, is there is there a difference in the locker room today, or is it just a different business? I think it's a little bit of both. It is. It's a little bit of both. And, um... Only the older guys and the older generation know what we mean when we say step it up. Right. And it's, uh, wrestling has transitioned so much now to where it is, is a whole different sport. It's nothing like the Attitude Era was. Nothing. And 
you could do the simplest thing and it meant so much back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. To where now you have to do a thousand things for it to mean a little of something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I think it's just a matter of everybody's taking this piece of the older and the younger and just collabing both together. Figuring it out. Yes. But you know what? I mean, sometimes if you do it right, there's a little moment. Like I'm telling you, and I think I, had to, I, think I texted you right after it happened. That moment in the rumble where you pull a ladder out from under the ring and start climbing it is like one of the highlights of the match. Like it was all like you had your ten seconds on TV. You had no time. Like we're not giving you're not you're getting ten seconds in this match. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but you know what? That's the that's the time that people are gonna remember. Whose idea was it to bring the ladder out in the rumble? Mine. It was. It was yeah. your idea? Yes, yeah, so I asked Vince and um when I asked him, he started laughing immediately. He did? Yes. I always hear about Vince McMahon's humor. So I always try, when I'm watching the show, I try to gauge in my head from what I know from talking to all you guys. Yes. What I think Vince is, like, really popping for, you know? Yeah, man, he's, um, he, Vince likes to keep you on your toes. He does. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he keeps you on your toes, but, um, he's a cool dude, man. You have a good relationship with him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he laughed at the ladder thing? Yes. He, he loves that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I, uh, I think I text him. And he texted back with a bunch of laughing with a crying, yes. He texted emoji yeah. constant. He texted, like, the yeah, emoji. It was either L-O-L-L-O-M-A. I know he popped some of these on the tag. Yeah, but you know what? The fact that Vince McMahon, I mean, I think this is breaking news. He, whether he said LOL or he sent you emojis, like, the idea of Vince McMahon using emojis is, like, to somebody like me, and I think a lot of wrestling fans that listen, mind-blowing and amazing. This is very... Tech savvy. He is. Very tech savvy. I mean, I, look, the WWE Network is light years ahead of what a lot of people are doing. You know? So he's got to be, but I mean, he's sending you crying faces. He loved it. Emojis. He loved it. That's so great. That's so great. Well, let's let's talk about, uh, about what we were talking about at the beginning of this, which is what you're doing now, as well as wrestling, okay. is that the music yes. seems like it's, it's, it's popping off. You had a, uh, a single... It did pretty well, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, uh, just in terms of, like, getting it out there online. Getting it out there online, um, getting some stars beside them now. Yeah. Um, I've been doing so much stuff, man, like uh, with, with wrestling and being a father, being a husband. Um, I've been doing a little bit of uh, opening shows, getting on tours with people. Last one I did was with Tech 9 Oh, that's cool. And I'm uh, thinking about getting on some more. Yeah. And I'm uh, just letting the music marinate for a little bit. But I'm getting some stars on me, getting some popularity time now. Yeah. Um, Couple of DJs, man, um, emailed me from Dubai and wanted to play it. So, oh, really? Yes. So I'm getting a lot of people, man, a lot of love from a lot of places. And it's cool too because uh, it's just a, it's it's a smart way to do it in the sense that, like we said, you're not making anybody think wrestling is not your focal point. Right. But it's like all these wrestling fans can turn around and go, oh. When we don't see him on TV, this is what Truth is doing over here. Yes. And and you're right, too, to, to sit there and say, like, well, when I come on TV, I'm going to be me. Yes. Because then when you're yourself and you're rapping, nobody's like, oh, this isn't the R-Truth from TV. It's the yes. same. It's same it's you. Yes. It's you. The same cat. And it's also amazing to think, because like you said, you before wrestling, you were doing music. So to think, like, you took a 20-year hiatus, kind of. Yes. Figured yourself out, and now it's like, okay, let me go back to, to what I was doing. And, man, and you have to think about it, man. Um, when, when The Undertaker come out, when you hear that thong, right. 
It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. That's the Undertaker. Right. When you hear the glass break, you know what's also coming out. Mm-hmm. There it is. You know it's our truth. You know it is. There it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? That's right. No, that's one hundred percent right. What rappers are you are you listening to now, or who would you want to collaborate with if you could? Oh man, um, I'm loving some little Boosie. Yeah. Yeah, man, I listen to a lot of little Boosie. Uh, still listen to my Pac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think Definitely of Definitely Wayne? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what do you think of, of of the trend? Mumble rap is big now. Everybody loves mumble rap now. Who's that? Like, like just just the genre of like everything was like no, like designer, like the whole double XL. The whole double XL freshman class is mumble rap. I'm, I'm too old school to get. I mean, it sounds good, right? But that's like people say that about me, and like I heard James Brown, like you understand what he said, but it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? Right. It sounds good, but it's like I'm so old school to where I think they are rappers. Then you got people that rhyme. You know what I'm saying? We're rappers, man. We, we tell stories. So you're like like an old like a lyricist. Yes. Yes. You have to, you have, I like to get to deliver a story in my rhymes. Yeah. Not not just to like be. Just to like. Hey, it's good for who it works for, but it wouldn't work for me. Right. I don't think I, I, I'm a storyteller. Right, right, right. And unlike a lot of these rappers, you've actually been to jail, so you've got some things to talk yeah. about. You yes. <laughs> yes. Where can people Where can people uh, get the music right now? iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, everywhere, everywhere. Um, do those Spotify streams do they add up? Like if people, I'm hoping to add up. <laughs> we'll find yeah, out, right? Yeah, we're gonna find out. Well, here's the trick. Here's what I would suggest people do. Go to Spotify, stream that music, and what do they look up on Spotify? What's the name of the album? Killing It. Killing It. Yes, Ron right. Killings. Look up Ron Killings. And uh, my um, website, theofficialronkillings.com. Go to theofficialronkillings.com. You look it up on Spotify. You listen to the music, and then when you're like, yeah, I can get down with this, then buy it on iTunes. There it is. There it is. You see? Truth. Thanks so much for hanging out, man. I'm glad we did this. Thanks for having me on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and anytime you're back in New York, you got a spot to hang, man. I'm going to do it every time I'm back in New York. Definitely let me know. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Thank you. Hey, it's Sam Roberts. I hope you... All right, ladies and gentlemen, our truth was our guest here tonight on Talking Smack. What an interesting interview. A little longer uh, interview than normal here. But uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here tonight. Uh, Hillbilly, everybody, what do you think of that interview of our truth here today? Well, I thought it was a, a, a very good uh, interview there. I think we learn a lot by our truth. And I tell you what, these interviews are definitely, definitely best for business, boss. And I tell you what, our truth, everybody needs to go check out his rap album. He definitely has an amazing album out that you definitely go check it out. I totally agree. Uh, look up Ron Killings uh, on Spotify or. Uh, iTunes or RonKillings.com. Uh, Go check it out. Go check out his music. Uh, we are going to be checking out his music as well. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here with our truce uh, theme song. We'll be back on tomorrow night for NXT and NXT UK and WWE Chronicles uh, featuring Roman Reigns tomorrow. And uh, that'll be at 8, 7 Central with the concert getting underway at 7, 6 Central. We'll be back on tomorrow. Everybody have a good night. Let's uh, play our true theme song to wrap it up here.